listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning. Well, thank you everybody for joining us this afternoon in our Pursuing His Presence seminar. I trust you're all well fed, but you are hungry. Oh, yes. For more of God. That's amazing. It's a pleasure to have Jo McCulloch with us this afternoon. She's part of the uh, Horsham team where he, she and uh, Paul, her husband, attend and where Jo is a deacon. Jo is just so passionate about growth and development in the prophetic. And I trust you are as well. You want to grow, don't you, this afternoon? That's why you're here. And I just believe that we're going to be inspired and equipped by Joe, just to grow in, in hearing from God and developing how we move in the prophetic. So, that being said, let's welcome Joe enthusiastically to come and share with us. Thank you, thank you, Naomi. Wow, that's loud. Does it sound all right to you? Is it all right out there? It's a real honor and uh, privilege to to be here actually and to be amongst you and to be able to share some of the the things that I feel that God has has given me for you guys and uh, as Naomi said from Horsham and uh, part of the wider leadership team there and and we also um, I've got Nikki here with me today as well I've got my husband somewhere Paul he's around somewhere um, and we run um, an, a prophetic academy there. We've been doing. We're into our uh, towards the end of our second year of running that over the period of a year, um, once a month, which has been an incredible joy to us. And we have grown so much in that time. I think the people that have attended it have grown as well, but it has transformed us. And it's and God is in the process of taking us on a journey every time we do it. Um, there are so, there's a bit of information about the academies that the, the academies that we do run at Horsham. So if any of you are, are closer to the south than you are to the north, then you might want to look at those. Although we do have an amazing couple that come all the way from Harrogate um, down to do our academy, which is which is awesome. But I know that there's some things that are going to be happening in this area, so um, I'll just put that out there for you. Um, Obviously married to Paul, um, I've lost sight of him right now, but um, he is here. And we have two grown-up children, one who's training to be a doctor. Um, she's based in, in Bristol and in her third year. Uh, and a son who's a bit of an aspiring engineer. And uh, he's working with an engineering company at the moment and just deciding what his next course of action is in terms of his training. So he's at an interesting point. But it's a privilege to have two amazing um, adult children now. And they spur me on. My whole family spur me on every day um, to be who I really am. And uh, that's why I can stand up here with filled with the Holy Spirit and just bring to you part of my journey. It's just my journey, part of my journey. So we're talking about pursuing his presence and growing in, in the prophetic. And I want to start by talking about the importance of the heart in that. 
And one of the things that I've learned over the years, and I'm sure many of you are on that journey as well, is the strength of your inner life with God will directly affect how you live your life and how fruitful you can be. And I'm sure we've learned that through some challenging times. And I know I have. We were talking about peace in the storm this morning and God ministering some peace. And I know for me, uh, I have grown tremendously through challenging times. And about two years ago, our family was faced with probably the biggest challenge that we've been through when our daughter, who's the medical student, was diagnosed with lymphoma and went through six months of chemotherapy. And I think at that point, it, it exposed what was in the inside. And whether it's a big challenge like that or a small challenge, it exposes, doesn't it, what's on the inside of us. And it took us on a journey into God to hear the voice of God daily, sometimes hourly. It was important for us to hear the voice of God through daily life. And I think it put something on the inside of us, which I know that I have to draw on regularly. And I know it's done that for us as a family. And we have to be honest, don't we? You know, life is great and it's fun. And with Jesus, it's full of joy. It's full of life. It's full of possibilities. It's full of him breaking in and turning things around. It's full of the kingdom at work in, in our lives and around our lives. But we have to say there are days when the challenges are big. And it's really finding God in the midst of those challenges. It's a key for our growth. And it's a key for our growth no matter what we're living in. No matter what's happening around us, God calls us to be a prophetic voice in the midst of whatever we're, we're walking through. And, and sometimes... Even walking through a challenge, you read that often in the Old Testament with the Old Testament prophets, don't you? The actual thing that they were walking through was a message. And what they did in the middle of those situations was a message. And that's true for each one of us. God is actually writing a message on the inside of us. And we are the gift. We are a message to those around us. And I think how we handle life and how we handle challenging times plays a huge part in that. And a book that really helped me during that time is um, Bill Johnson's book, Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. I don't know if anybody's read it, but I would recommend it. And he says something in there which I feel is a real important key to us growing in the prophetic. And he said, Solomon seemed to recognize a key to this great kingdom lifestyle when he said, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. That's Proverbs 4.23. And then he went on to say, all the issues of our lives flow forth like rivers from one central location, the heart. And what we do in stewarding that one place determines the outcome of our lives. That's a powerful statement. It's a really powerful statement. And he, go, he went on to say, my, my success in watching over my heart determines the measure of kingdom breakthrough I will experience in life. In other words, my internal reality often defines the nature of my external reality. If I prosper in my heart, my life will prosper. It's like amazing. If I prosper in my heart my life will prosper. 
That's an amazing thing to think about, isn't it? An amazing thing to meditate on, actually. And it's like, what, what do we sow into our hearts? What do we allow to speak the loudest in our hearts? Do we let fear or doubt or worry, uncertainty, anger, rejection, pain? Is that what's screaming at us on, at times? What are we sowing into our hearts? And I think it's a, it's a really important thing that we, we recognize that sometimes. To recognize um, that, as the scripture says, as we think in our hearts, the scripture says in Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So the reality of what's going on in here affects what comes out here. And as prophetic people, what comes out of here is really, really important to the world. And if there's a disconnect between here and what we're speaking, there could be difficulties. And I think it's a really important area for us to grow in. And we need to recognize that, the, just think about the Hebrew understanding of the word heart. I think sometimes we get so confused, don't we, about what do we actually mean? Do we mean the literal organ that beats on the inside here? Or do we mean the whole of me or part of me or what bit of me? And just just read about the Hebrew understanding of the word heart. And it includes for them the entirety of your inner man or woman. In a man or woman. Um, so your heart is the seat of your mind, your imagination, the will, desire, emotion, affections, memory, and conscience. So this is the center of the place where we connect with God. That's our place where we commune with the Holy Spirit. So it's so important what goes on on the inside. If we're preoccupied with fear and doubt and worry those things come out of our mouths. But if we're preoccupied with, with that communion and intimacy with the Holy Spirit, then he will put a message on the inside of us for, uh, for us to release around us. And it's, it's true, isn't it? The eyes of our hearts get opened up. That's where we get opened up to the spiritual reality and to the spiritual realm. And if we want to grow prophetically, we need to give attention and time to our inner lives and what's going on on the inside of us. And Paul prays um, in, in Ephesians 1, doesn't he, verse 17, that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glory in, glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. I want my eyes open to that. I want to see that. I want to see the immeasurable power. I want to see the greatness of his power. I want to see prophetically what's, what's possible. Don't you? I really want to see like that. And we need to allow our spiritual senses actually to be awakened. What's on the inside of us, we need the eyes of our hearts. If we're going to grow prophetically, that's a place we need to have the eyes of our hearts opened. And I can remember January of this year, that was one of my prayers. It was like that verse was written on the inside of me and to, to pray it. 
And so regularly I pray, Holy Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see more. I want to see into the spiritual realm. I want to see what's going on in the spiritual realm. I want to see the message that you want to give me to release on the earth. So it's worth investing in our inner lives. And Paul prays there, doesn't he? It's like he's praying for the awakening of our spiritual senses, which is really exciting. And it's like he's saying, I want God to see, to hear, to taste, to touch, to feel, and even smell what's going on in the spiritual realm. How exciting is that? How, I was talking to a friend of mine. She came, she was, came down to Horsham and she goes, Joe, do you ever get that thing when you walk in somewhere and you smell something terrible and there's nothing terrible going on? And she said, that's how God speaks to her. And she said, sometimes I walk in a place and there's a, the sweetest aroma you've ever smelt. And I know the Holy Spirit's powerfully at work. And I think, wow, that's never happened to me. And that's just an interesting, you might think, well, that's a bit far out there, isn't it? But it isn't. God creatively wants to speak to you in so many ways and awaken the senses on the inside of you. We're called, aren't we, to see with the eyes of our heart and announce to the world what's going on. What is God saying? What's he doing? What's happening in the spiritual realm? And as prophetic people, we're called to ignite change on the earth. We're called to see what God is saying, see what God is doing and bring that to the earth. So we need the eyes of our hearts opened up. And as we do that um, and take time to receive that kind of revelation, the presence of the kingdom grows in our lives. We become more aware of the kingdom. We become more aware of what the kingdom is like. And it grows around us. And our lives become more defined by the kingdom, don't they? We become people who can actually go out there and shift the atmosphere and bring the atmosphere of heaven into a situation, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's when you go to the gym, whether it's when you're talking to someone in the post office or the street or the school or wherever it is. It can change the atmosphere in your home. When you carry the kingdom on the inside of you and you're aware of that, it's like the Holy Spirit can just nudge you and go, I want you to bring some joy. I want you to bring some hope today into this situation. I want you to bring some joy to that person over there. And when we're consciously allowing ourselves to come before God and to hear from him and to to invest in our inner lives, we'll just pick up that kind of still small voice nudging nudging us on the inside. One more quote from Bill Johnson, because I can't say this any better than him. He says, whenever God speaks to us, speaks to us, his prophetic anointing is released in what he says. The word may come to you through another person or an anointed prayer that is being prayed over you, a passage of scripture that leapt out at you. It may come through a dream, a vision, or by the still small voice of the spirit in your inner man. That anointing doesn't just tell you what will be, it's creating what will be. It's as if a railroad track is being laid down before you that leads directly to the fulfillment of the word. That's amazing. 
That's absolutely amazing. What an awesome privilege we have as prophetic people to be those who can regularly be speaking into being the kingdom, into people's lives. How amazing is that? We're not just dispensing little words here and there. We're actually taking something of the kingdom that God has revealed to us and we're speaking into being over someone's life. And as we do that, we're releasing the reality of the kingdom over that person's life. And in order to do that, we need to invest in our own lives and our own time with God. We need to be regularly shifting and changing the atmosphere in our own heart. If we're going to release the kingdom on the earth, we need to release that into our own hearts, don't we? It's really important. We need to intentionally open up our lives to God and actively connect with him. We need to create connection points through the day with God. We need to write down what he's saying to us. We need to build a reservoir of revelation on the inside of us. We need to take time to do that. Being prophetic isn't just a matter of turning up and being prophetic. There's an investment that goes on before the throne of God and in God's presence and in pursuing his presence to grow and develop as a prophetic person. And it's, it's, it's an investment worth giving time to. And I, I have a few things that I do to, to help that, actually, because I need to know what God's saying to me and how he sees me, and I need to build that on the inside of me. So I've started doing this thing recently of reminding myself of that through the day, and I've got a few things here I'm just going to share with you, because, you know, our mood can change at any moment. Especially as prophetic people, we, we kind of can be those who we're up here one minute and then something happens and we're like, oh gosh, you know, we might not all be like that, but some of the prophetic people around me can be like that and I know I can be like that myself. And it's like we need to become strong and stable on the inside for challenges and difficulties and just in being examples to lead other people into the presence of God. And when we're facing, facing different challenges, it's important to know not only what God is saying to other people, but actually, what are you saying to me? What are you building? What are you writing on my heart? And I just started writing down some scriptures and things that God was highlighting to me, and then what he was saying to me out of that. And one of them was, let go of every anxious thought at the cross Bring it under the lordship. Bring it under my lordship. And I had it so I could just get it on my phone. And I could remind myself of that. And Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Don't be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God... That peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus is yours. Do you want a bit of that every day? I wanted a bit of that every day. So I actually stop sometimes 
and just receive a bit more of it. Sometimes my phone goes beep, beep, beep. And I think, oh, it's my minute to receive peace. No matter what I'm facing, what's going on in the day. And it's amazing. It's amazing what difference it can make. Because your mind can go off in a direction. And then suddenly the Holy Spirit brings you back and focuses you and says, it's okay, that peace is yours right now. And as you do that, wow, you can dispense that peace to somebody else. You can actually walk into people's lives and prophetically dispense something of the kingdom into another person's life. If you will receive that nudge from the Holy Spirit and listen to that still small voice, instead of your mind going off on a track on your latest worry, the Holy Spirit goes, no, there's someone over there who needs some healing right now. And instead of worrying about how you're going to pay the next bill at that moment, (laughs) you're actually dispensing the kingdom to somebody else. And it's a powerful thing to be able to start to do that. And I'm my favorite one at the minute because God keeps asking me to do things that are outside my comfort zone. Anybody else going through that at the moment? Anyone else being stretched? I've got Graham over there. Stretch to do something that you're not comfortable doing. If you haven't got anything around your life that you're not comfortable doing, I would pray and ask God to challenge you. And so the Holy Spirit said to me the other day, you can do this because you've got me living on the inside of you. And I just stop and I go, yeah. And I just ask the Holy Spirit to fill me and to speak to me. And this is the verse that you will all know, but it's in the Amplified. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things which he's called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything, equal to anything, through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I love that. I actually want that to be part of who I am so that I can go out there and infuse somebody else's life with inner strength and confident peace. Then no end of situations. Everyone that you meet around your life, there'll be something that the Holy Spirit will trigger where you can dispense peace like that and confidence like that, where you can call into being what's inside of that person. And you can tell them who they are, how God sees them. And that brings peace and confidence to that person. But all the time you're building confidence and peace on the inside of you to actually begin to step out and do that. It's really powerful. And there's always the verse in Luke one thirty-seven that says, For with God nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Yeah. Huh. I certainly need that every day. I certainly need that, and I need that prophetically as we move forward. Because it ignites faith on the inside of us, and it focuses us on God. And as prophetic people, and as we grow in the prophetic, we always need to let the, the, the needle of the compass come back to God, focusing on him. 
And just stopping and allowing that to happen through your day will cause revelation to come in multiple situations. And we know, don't we, that there's an incredible vital link between our relationship with God and and growing in the prophetic. Prophecy is about that relationship. That's where it comes from. That's where it, it grows from. If we're not investing in our relationship with God, then we're unlikely to grow too much because the two are very, very linked. And the strength of our inner life and our pursuit of God, it, it forms the bedrock of, of our prophetic walk. What, what you know of God, the revelation that you have of God will, perform, will, will be the uh, foundation of your prophetic walk. And we need to upgrade that. We regularly need to invest in that and ingrade, uh, and in, yeah, invest in it and upgrade it. And as we do that, as we do that, we get closer. And we need to realize that prophecy comes out of friendship with God. It comes out of knowing him closely. It's amazing, isn't it? God, Jesus says, I call you friends. Do you think of yourself as a friend of God? Do you actually have that revelation that you're a friend of God? Is that something you need to take away and meditate on? Jesus said, I've called you friends. But in the busyness and the the distractions of life, sometimes we don't even realize he's there, do we? Sometimes we don't even realize he wants to talk to us and enable us to go and bring a word of knowledge or a word of encouragement to somebody over there. Sometimes we need to stop long enough to receive from God so that when he nudges us, we can do it. And I think in the busyness of life, it's like we forget what stillness is. We really forget what stillness is. And it is in stillness and quietness sometimes before God and in encounter with him that our prophetic gift gets shaped. And who we really are gets shaped. And growth comes from there. I think stillness is a lost art today. You know, there's like the Facebook to check. There's the texts to check. There's the emails to reply to. There's the latest TV show to watch. There's, dare I say it, sometimes the phone actually rings, doesn't it? And you actually speak to a human being. It's, it's rarer these days, but it happens. But there's always demand. There's deadlines, There's the next person to minister to. There's the next person who needs a pastoral visit. There's the next person who needs a prophetic word. And we're driven. We get driven, driven, driven to the next thing and the next need. When actually, Isaiah 30, 15 says, In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. When was the last time you stilled yourself in the presence of God and let the Holy Spirit really talk to you? I thought we'd do that for a couple of minutes. It's not very long, but I thought we'd do that. But before we do that, I kind of sensed that there are some of you here who you don't actually like stillness. There's almost a fear of being still because what will surface in the stillness? What will come to the fore? 
in that stillness? Will it be your worst fear? And I think some of you have neglected stillness and growing in intimacy because you're afraid of what will surface if you're that still for that long before God. Or you're even afraid that he won't speak to you. So what's the point? And you've avoided or you have been avoiding that place. If that's you, I just, can you be really brave and can you stand up? Does anybody here who's been feeling, I've been neglecting that place. I've just been not going to that place with God because I'm worried that he might not talk to me. Well done. Well done. I feel like he really wants to talk to you. I really feel that um, the, that place of intimacy before God, he's going to use powerfully. And it's like the enemy has been robbing you of the very place of revelation that he wants to give you. And it's like the enemy's made it a place of fear for you. When actually what God is saying over you right now is that it's a place of tremendous revelation. And he's saying right now to you, I am in the stillness. That it's me that you're going to meet in the stillness. When the fears surface, just let them go to me. And there's some revelation that he wants to give you of himself that is incredible. There's some revelation and healing that he wants to do on the inside of you. And I just pray right now. I just pray. Just release over my sister here. Just release that presence of your Holy Spirit and that drawing. Right now, we just take authority over the fear that has kept her from the secret place. And we just release over her a fresh season of intimacy with the Lord. A fresh place of revelation for you. A fresh place of hearing God's voice. That your heart is open to him. We just say right now in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit, fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on this precious lady right now. And seasons of intimacy, fresh seasons of hearing the voice of God and carrying that voice out in her life every day. And Lord, I thank you for freedom in the secret place, freedom in the place of intimacy. In Jesus' name, thank you for being so brave. I think we all need to take a moment just to be still. Let's just be still. I know this is the sort of moment to actually fall asleep, probably after lunch. But if you can manage to keep awake, let's just be still for a couple of minutes. I'll stop talking in a minute and let you do it. But I just um, ask yourself as you're still, what's grabbing your attention? What's the Holy Spirit doing? What's he saying? Could be one word. One scripture, a sentence. So I'll be quiet now and let you do that. I'm sure you could go on listening to him. 
But so you don't go to sleep, I think we better keep going. What did he say to you? Write it down. What are you going to do as a result of what he said to you? It's one thing to hear from God. It's another thing to act on it. And the action is part of our growth as prophetic people. We can have a journal full of prophetic words. We can have a journal full of words of knowledge. But if we don't act on them and use them, and if, the, if it doesn't change our lives, then what's the point of having the journal? If we just fill it and put it back on the shelf and get a new one out. I love getting a new journal. Recently, I've been going back over some of my journals. And I've actually got ignited with some stuff by doing that. So maybe that's what some of you need to do, is to go back to some of the things that God has said to you. And you need to ask the question, what do you want me to do, God, as a result of what you've said to me? The things that he's just said to you right now, they may be personal things. And that's great. But what do you need to do as a result of that? And you can take that another step further. Take a couple of minutes at home and ask him, who do you want me to speak to? Is there something on your heart, Father, for somebody at work? And the time that you invest in listening to God, when you go into work, you'll look at someone and go, oh, it's for them. And then you ask the Holy Spirit, don't you? How do you want me? You know, could you just sort of get us to have a coffee at the same time, Holy Spirit, so I could begin just to chat to that person? Whatever, that's just an example. But actually, stillness before God is just can be so fruitful for us, but also the people around our lives. And someone, um, I was Andy's wife. Hazel, who's not with us this weekend, she was telling me the other day that she'd been praying for a colleague at work and just listening to God for this lady. And um, she, after, after one weekend, they came back on the Monday, and the lady said to her, what have you been doing this weekend, Hazel? And she said, well, actually, I've been speaking to people about overcoming fear. And uh, the lady's eyes nearly popped out And she looked at Hazel. This lady's not a Christian. She said, can you do your talk to me? Next time you come in, can you do your talk? And uh, literally that is what happened. Hazel was able to spend some time on another occasion when she was visiting that particular place and was able to speak to this lady. It's not close to Horsham particularly, but what happened was this lady, um, Hazel, somehow there was a connection somewhere with a church out of the conversation they had. This lady starts going to this church and gets saved. And it's because Hazel took time and stillness before God to pray for this woman. And she had something already stored up on the inside to give her. And I just love stories like that because now... Her friend is, is, will be with Jesus for eternity, but will be able to carry the kingdom on the earth too. And it's just, that's what it's like to grow in the prophetic. It's fruitful, isn't it? As I was thinking about this and thinking about you and praying for this afternoon, I, um, I really felt that some, some of you need an upgrade. God, the Holy Spirit actually wants to give you an upgrade in your relationship with him. Because we cannot give away yesterday's bread. We can try, 
But we need freshness of revelation, don't we? we? We can draw on yesterday's revelation. We can. But actually, the Holy Spirit is constantly revealing and wanting to show us stuff. So that we've got something fresh and life-giving to give away to people. Is there something you need to do differently in your relationship with God? Is there something you need to upgrade in the way that you approach your relationship with God? Because change brings freshness and a flow of revelation. Is there an area in your life at the moment where you feel stuck with God? It may be that you simply just need to try doing something differently. You need to change the way you come to God, perhaps. Just be creative. Be creative. I could give you a few ideas, which I will, but what works for for you might, might not work for me, and what works for me might not work for you. It's, it might be that it was for me a, a couple of months ago that I actually needed to slow myself down long enough to connect with God. I was going on um, full, full throttle in every situation. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about needing to slow down. And it didn't mean that I actually pulled out. I didn't do one of those things and go, well, I need to pull out of that. I need to stop doing that. I can't do that anymore. No, he said, you just need to slow down in your approach to some of what you're doing. And so that's what this, how this thing came about. That I began to actually get myself to slow down during the day. The thing I told you about before. And actually re- physically remind, get my phone to remind me to slow myself down and receive from God during the day and to ask him some questions. I'm not doing it as much as I'd like to do yet. And I've got um, a friend who's um, challenging me about that. And I know he's going to do that in a couple of weeks' time. But um, So I need to be doing it more often. It's good, actually, when you decide to do something differently, perhaps chat to a friend about it and get them to, to ask you, sort of two weeks or a month later, how are you getting on with that, with your relationship with God? How's it going? What are you hearing from God? What's new? Just because iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? And we're in this together. We're team together. It's not me on my own hearing God all the time. It's actually us together doing that. And revelation grows as we get together and say, what's God saying? What are you hearing from God? And that thing that you thought you hadn't heard from God actually is something from God. Often we think, oh, it's just me, you know, it's just me. I had a dream the other day, and it was, I'd never had a dream like it. I'd actually been asking God for dreams and saying, God, I really need you to speak to me in a different way because the situation I need to speak into, I know too much about it on the ground. And uh, sometimes we can just draw on knowledge, can't we, to speak prophetically. And that's not actually what God's saying. We think we know what the answer is. And uh, sometimes it isn't. And so I was asking God for dreams. And by the way, you can do that. You are allowed to ask God to speak to you in different ways. I am not a massive dreamer. Whenever I have a significant dream like this, prophetically, it's important. And it has those sort of, that it didn't have neon lights around it, but it felt like that in the dream. And I discovered, I didn't know, because when I woke up, I knew I needed to take note of it for various reasons. But I still had that feeling, oh gosh, no, let's just forget it. 
let's just, no, let's put it under the table. I don't really want to go there. But the Holy Spirit said to me, no, what, what have you been taught? If you have a dream like that, write it down as soon as you wake up. And then take it back to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this dream? And he began to open up what he was saying to me. And I was able then, at a later point, to communicate that into the situation. And realized that it was actually important. Those involved said it was really important for the situation. God was actually speaking. So... If there's something you need, you know, ask God to speak to you differently. And imagine, you're like, well, God, how, how would I like God to speak to me? It's okay to dream. It's okay to imagine. And then ask God for it. Because you might need to change in some area because you've got a bit stale where you are. You might feel a bit, bit stuck. So that, it's really important that we do that. It's really important that you, you think of different ways that you might need to change. And ask yourself, well, what does friendship with God look like for me? You know, what does hearing God look like for me? Are there different things that God wants to do? And does he want to move differently in my life? And when you've done your imagining... It's like, oh, Lord, I'd love you to speak to me through dreams. I'd love to actually hear the still, small voice of God more effectively. Oh, I would love to have a vision. Oh, I'd love just to know that God was in the room. Oh, I'd love to know where's he moving? Who does he want me to speak to? And it's, we have to be really intentional about these things. I think I used to think, I used to be a bit naive in these areas. I used to think, you know, it's like, okay, I'm prophetic. So, and it does happen. You walk into a room sometimes, you go into the room, you've got absolutely nothing and God begins to speak, doesn't he, and give you something. But it's usually because at another time you have spent time with him. And, and we need to build that reservoir of revelation on the inside of us, and find the best way of doing that. Just push the boundaries of your own life out a bit. Because I wasn't expecting to have a dream like I had. I kind of had faith for something, but it was sort of, you know, don't, don't, don't have the wrong impression. I didn't sort of, you know, when I had the dream, I was like, oh yeah, I think I asked God for a dream, and there it is. I need to take note of it. Just take note of the sort of vague impressions that you have as well. You might just get a fleeting impression about somebody. Take note of it. Write it down. Pray over it. Ask God what he wants you to say to that person. Take intentional steps to move towards some of the things I've been talking about. You know, you get to know God better by being with him, just the same as you get to know your friend better. You know, you know your husband and wife, your husband or wife, or your child, or your best friend, don't you? You know them really, really well. You know their voice. They don't have to announce who they are because you just know their voice. And it's because you've spent so much time with them and you know them inside out. And that's how we get to know God's voice. We just get to know the inflections of God's voice, don't we? It's like sometimes with, you get a fleeting thought when you're with someone, and that's God speaking. Grab it. Grab it. And take note of it and, and take it back to God. 
And, and you can be very tentative with that person and say, um, well, I just kind of sense that the Lord might be saying. You don't walk up to them and say, right, thus says the Lord over you. You can be very normal. You're allowed to be really normal. And it's better to be really normal because that person is more likely to be able to receive that. But that fleeting impression that you had, that you thought was nothing, you just go, oh, it's just me. It won't be. If you spent time with God and you really investing in your relationship with God, then use that. Use that to really bring the kingdom of God to somebody else. If we spend time with God, we learn how to discern his voice and we get to hear his prompt when we're out and about. We get to hear his prompt in the middle of the church service. He suddenly goes, go on, I want you to share that. Or you suddenly get that prompt when you're out and about with people. You suddenly get that sense that you really need to bring them some encouragement from God. You need to be intentional about these things. You know, the heart of prophecy is relationship, isn't it? There's absolutely no formula for it. Absolutely no formula. You can't go A plus B equals C. It's about living, organic, amazing relationship. And sometimes our relationship with God goes through a patch where we do feel, God, are you really speaking to me? And it's just sometimes we need to change the way we're doing things. And it's, it's changing something that starts us on, a, on the next bit of our journey. And it's sometimes God just wants to show us his kingdom perspective from a slightly different perspective. He wants us to be those who carry his kingdom perspective And he will show it to us for the family next door. He'll show it to us maybe for our city or our nation. There's all sorts of levels of revelation. Whatever it is, we want to grow in all of those. And we can ask ourselves, it's a really good question to say, what is it I need to do to grow, to tune more into God's presence? What one thing do you need to change in your life at the moment? that would help you tune into his presence more effectively. I think we've we've all got things like that. God started to speak to me about that, like I just said. He said, you need to slow yourself down in what you're doing. You know, he said, recharge. You need to allow yourself to recharge with me. Do you need to give yourself permission to slow down and recharge with God? Do you feel like you're in the fast lane, morning, noon, and night, and actually what you need to do is to slow down and recharge and receive from him? How do you do that best? What enables that to happen? What does it look like practically? I've talked about... These things, I've talked about imagining and dreaming and thinking about what it looks like and being intentional. You might need to plan your life slightly differently, even for a few minutes a day, to receive from God.
There might be something really intentional. We can all be wafty up there somewhere in the spirit realm, but we need to grab that and earth it and say, okay, what am I going to do as a result of that? What needs to change so I can tune into God better? What in my life needs to change? You might need a plan. I know as prophetic people, we don't always like a plan. I've got some friends who really don't like a plan. And it's almost unspiritual to have a plan. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But what happens if the plan came from the Holy Spirit? That's not unspiritual. And I think there may be a plan that God wants to give you of how to tune into him better. How to give some time to him. Allow yourself a place and a time to recharge, even if it's just a few minutes in a day. You know, for me, I need space. I need quiet. I love to walk in a beautiful place, but you can't do that all the time. I basically need, I tell my husband regularly this, I need mountains. I need beautiful views. I need a beach. I need a lake. I'm not actually going to get all those things every day. I'd love that every day. We stayed in in Vancouver recently um, with an amazing couple, and uh, their house had this absolutely fantastic view. And I said to Paul, if I had a house like this, I'd be hearing from God all the time. I want to live here. Because there were mountains, there was sea, there was snow, there was space. And actually... Uh, just um, a couple of months ago, I went and took these few days away to recharge. And there, I had lakes, I had woods, I had forests, I had bluebells, I had primroses. Some of you might go, what on earth do you want those for? Well, for me, they recharge me. You need to find your way of recharging. And I realized when I was sat there recharging and receiving from God, it was like he was saying to me, You can do this on the inside every day. You don't need the lake. You don't need the mountain. Yes, you can have those sometimes. But it was like, out of this, I felt like there's a challenge for every one of us. Where is my place to connect with God? That could be that you're the kind of person that is on the move all the time. And you literally just still yourself inside in the midst of your busyness. Maybe it's for you, you like to go for a run and that's where you hear God speak to you. I'm not saying that you've got to do what I do. I'm not saying you even need to be still. You might need loud music. You might need something. You might need to move around and be active. Maybe you go to the gym and God speaks to you. It's finding that thing. Where is your place? If, if we went round and asked everybody in the room, where's your place that you connect with God? Ask yourself that question. It may be a number of different physical places. It can be. Of course it can be. But it might be that um, God just wants to speak to you about a new place where you can connect. For me, it's my chair. Sometimes I've got this duck egg blue chair in my office and I sit in it and I literally know when I calm myself down and sit in there I'm going to hear from God and it's my place there's some other places as well I can do it when I'm walking along the road but we need to be intentional about these things 
Worship music helps, doesn't it? Just time to be thankful in a day. Time to worship. Time to get our thoughts off ourselves and be thankful to God about something in the day. That starts to tune you in. Consciously stepping into worship. Singing and praying in tongues. Using tongues. It's, sometimes it's a really underused gift, isn't it? It's a gateway to the supernatural realm. You know, you, I can sit on my chair sometimes and feel as flat as a pancake. And go, oh God, I'm so tired. I'm so burdened. But actually, if I stir my spirit and speak in tongues and sing in tongues, revelation starts to flow because my spirit comes alive. The spiritual senses that I was talking about at the beginning start to come alive and awake on the inside of me. And that sort of flat feeling disappears and I start to get into warfare and I start to get engaged with what God's doing. I start to pray into a situation. I start to release breakthrough into a situation. And I just sat down in my chair. But I didn't stay in my chair very long that day because I got, the Holy Spirit went, you need to be praying about this. And there's, there's all sorts of triggers like that for you, but actually activating the gift of tongues is really important to, um, to help us to connect with God and to connect with the Holy Spirit. Um, we can ask him, speak to me as I, as I pray in tongues and, and just connect with the spiritual realm, what are you saying? What are you doing, God? And do we need to upgrade the way we're seeing life as well? Do we need some new glasses? I don't mean literal new glasses, you know that. Do we need to see things from a kingdom perspective rather from an earthbound perspective? How are you seeing life at the moment? What are you looking at? What lenses are you looking at? We need to take time to up, upgrade our understanding and revelation of the kingdom. We need, we need scripture, don't we? Sometimes to let God speak to you, sometimes just meditate on a bit of scripture. Meditate on what Jesus says the kingdom is like. Because that needs to be the bedrock of our prophetic walk. Kingdom revelation. What is the kingdom of God like? It needs to be the bedrock of the revelation, our prophetic revelation. If we don't understand what the kingdom is like, then how can we release the kingdom and the power of the kingdom to people around us? And, you know, when we take time to dwell on what the kingdom is like the hallmarks of the kingdom get written on the inside of us. They start to become part of our life. If we put on the kingdom lenses, they start to become part of us. We start to think kingdom. We start to pray kingdom. We start to speak kingdom into situations. And maybe there's an aspect of what the kingdom is like that God wants you to dwell on for a bit because he wants you to release that to people around you. And to be authentic prophetic people, you know, we can't speak one thing and live another. It's no good trying to bring a message when our lives are kind of going in the opposite direction and our thought life is going in the opposite direction. So it's a great thing to do is to take time in the word of God 
and say, God, reveal your kingdom to me. What, what is your kingdom like? And Jesus talks loads about the kingdom. He, he said when he stood up um, in the temple, didn't he, in Luke 4.18, he quoted Isaiah 61 and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So it looks like bringing hope and bringing salvation to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. It looks like healing and restoration for the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. It looks like freedom in multiple levels of freedom. The kingdom is about freedom. It's about freedom in our lives. It's about freedom from so much like we were talking and ministering this morning. That's what it looks like. It looks this morning what God was doing amongst us is a representation of kingdom. Recovery of sight to the blind, just as Graham was talking about. It looks like physical healing. It looks like spiritual healing. That's what kingdom looks like. And to set at liberty those who are oppressed. It looks like joy. It looks like hope. It looks like salvation and deliverance. It looks like freedom. It looks like hope, faith, love, joy, peace, healing. Whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually. It looks like restoration. It looks like favor. It looks like righteousness and justice. It looks like comfort. And it's like maybe God wants you to put on the lens of joy. Maybe the lens of hope. Maybe the lens of faith. Maybe the lens of healing. Or maybe the lens of all of them all at once. But maybe he wants you to focus on one area of the kingdom. And build that into your life so that you can be a carrier and a dispenser of that to other people. And... God is sending each one of you. He's equipping and sending each one of you as kingdom prophetic people to carry his kingdom into other people's lives and to bring the message of the kingdom to the earth, whatever situation that's in. And I just thought we'd take a moment now, the last kind of 10 minutes of this seminar. There's somebody um, sitting next to you or you can find someone that you don't know so well. I'd love, to, love us to do a little exercise. Nikki's got some cards here. And she's going to hand them out. They've all got some designs and patterns and stuff on them. You can use the design or the pattern to stimulate you. You can just take a moment to be quiet before God and just listen to him. But find somebody, just a partner in a minute in the room, probably someone you don't know so well. And I want you to take a few moments to listen to God and hear, what is it? What is it he wants to bring of the kingdom of God to that person? What is it? Maybe it's just one word. Maybe it's a sentence. Maybe you want to draw something for that person. I know there's not much time. But there's something where he wants to activate you today to bring a message of hope. And it can just be a little phrase. It can just be something that God drops in your head. It can just be something that God releases from your heart for that person. And I just felt like it would be important just in the last bit of the seminar to activate what we've been talking about. To actually take a moment 
So as you, you get your card, you can get up now and move around. It would be great because you probably wake up if you do that as well. Get up and, and move around and find somebody. Introduce yourself to somebody you don't know. Be brave. Be bold. Um, and just sit with them then for a moment. Just take a couple of minutes and listen to God for them. Don't pray for them at that moment. Just sit with them once you've introduced yourselves and listen to God and then begin just to write down a word, a sentence, a picture, something for that person. And then I'll get you in a little while to, to actually share that. So if you want to get up and find a partner, that would be great. The cards are coming. So if everybody could get, get a partner that they're not so they're not familiar with that person, that would be amazing. It's not too scary. We're all, we're all friends. Oh, are there none left? Are we out of them? Oh. Or if you've got a, if you haven't got a card, then please use a piece of paper from your, from some, if people, anybody's got some paper, I thought there'd be enough. I didn't realize there'd be so many people in the room. Yeah, it's a good problem. If you're used to doing this and, and you don't necessarily need the card, if you find this easy, then maybe you want to give your card away to someone. But once you've introduced yourself to that person, have, has everybody found someone they don't know so well? Has everybody got a partner? Yeah. Okay. We'll just start. Just take a moment. Just, yeah, anyone need paper? Thanks so much, Tim, for getting us some paper. That's really helpful. Just take a moment now to listen to God. You're not actually putting your hands on and praying for that person right now. You're just listening to God for them. I mean, you can put your hand on there if it helps you, but just listen to God for that person for a moment. Come Holy Spirit, just speak, just speak to us, speak to us everyone. Thank you Holy Spirit that you've got something that you want to say. Once you've you kind of got something, some of you may be still writing, but once you've um You've got something, just one of you start and begin to speak that out and to pray, you know, speak it out over the person. Um, and then you can pray for them. We've only, we've got about five minutes left now. So you need to, um, the first person needs to do it for a couple of minutes and then, then the second person. So give each other time to do it so you get a few moments to, to communicate. So begin to do that now if you're ready. probably need to be coming into land now. I know we've got a 15-minute break, so you've got time to just finish off, but then we've got a 15-minute break, and we start again in here at 3 o'clock. So I hope that you have um, 
had some encouragement. I certainly have um, from someone just now. Um, But thanks so much for listening.